Dennis Gates has started off the 25 class with another top 25 basketball player, plus a big-time target before Missouri football a couple years ago, is now entered the transfer portal, much to the chagrin of Oklahoma Sooners fans. Let's talk about Caden Green and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And you know what? Unfortunately, I need to start today with a correction, a bit of an embarrassing gaffe by me yesterday that I noticed as I went off the air, by the way. I, I called I called Luke Bauer, of course, the Missouri punter who had the incredible faked punt play that we'll never forget against Kentucky. Well, unfortunately, temporarily, I forgot Luke Bauer's name and called him Andy Bauer, who also, by the way, a former DeSmet product. I believe he's Luke Bauer's cousin as well. Andy Bauer was also a Missouri Tiger a few years ago, an offensive lineman. I believe he had to medically retire at some point, though, and never really saw much action with Missouri. But regardless, a big mess up there by me. I certainly apologize. And I'm embarrassed because I, I even shouted out Luke Bauer on the on the hold all the way back after the the Nebraska, uh, the Kansas State 61-yard field goal there by Harrison Mevis. So again, my apologies to Luke Bauer, Andy Bauer, the entire Bauer family, and of course, American hero Jack Bauer as well. They all deserve a bit of a mea culpa from this here podcaster. But you know what? The real news that we need to start with here today, in my opinion, is Dennis Gates starting his 2025 class with yet another top 25 player. What a get for Dennis Gates once again. This time it's Aaron Rowe, who people from this area, many of you are quite familiar with, as he has just transferred back to Father Tolton High School before his junior year of high school school basketball here. Now, not sure when exactly Rowe is going to be eligible this season. Last I heard, again, I'm no high school basketball analyst whatsoever, but the latest scuttlebutt I heard is that perhaps Rowe will be eligible coming up in January here for high school basketball for Tolton High School. But you know what? I will just say that based on the little I have seen of Aaron Rowe play, he definitely fits the Dennis Gates mold of being a a somewhat longish playmaker who can score. He's about six foot two, really advanced ball handler for his age. Again, a kid who is just now entering his junior season of high school basketball. Really good feel for the game. The handles are are just really, really impressive. But again, he's sort of built a little bit like Anthony Robinson. I would say a little bit on the lankier side. Not an incredible, you know, above the rim type of athlete or anything like that. But again, he does remind me a lot of the 
the positive attributes that that T.O. Barrett has, for instance, another a member who a guy who has not hit campus yet for this Missouri basketball team, a member of the 24 class that's really, really promising as well. But again, just another guy who can beat guys off the dribble, another guy who can score and kind of just do a little bit of everything, which to me is definitely Dennis Gates modus operandi for how he tries to find players. Now, I have to admit, the transfer portal is pretty good for business, especially in the offseason when actual games to talk about are non-existent on the football field. But I have to admit, the transfer portal has made me care a little bit less about high school recruiting in general. Now, guys like Williams Winery, of course, the Lee Summit product who is maybe a generational-type defensive player. He's certainly an exception, and Aaron Rowe is an exception as well. I'm still more interested in high school basketball recruiting, but when it comes to high school football recruiting, considering how long it takes those type of players to necessarily generate positive returns, honestly, the portal is just a lot more interesting. And Speaking of the portal and high school recruiting, well, a guy who for Oklahoma who actually did start yielding some positive dividends for the Sooners last season as a true freshman was another Lee Summit product, Caden Green, an offensive lineman. He played mostly at left guard for the Sooners last season, played a little bit of left tackle as well, but... This was a pretty stunning development according to the Oklahoma side of things that Green entered the portal. In fact, let's hear from Rivals.com writer Parker Toon, or is it is it Thune or is it Toon? T-H-U-N-E. I'm going to cover my butt there on both pronunciations. But I'm just going to read what he had to say in a post over on Rivals.com yesterday. He said, folks... This kid was born in Oklahoma, grew up a diehard Sooner fan, and never seriously considered committing anywhere else. He had been an outspoken peer recruiter for portal players and high school prospects alike. He'd worn OU on his sleeve from the day he committed and became the first true freshman in history to serve as a game captain. The fact that he's leaving OU at all, let alone the fact that he's leaving with such apparent disregard for courtesy on the way out, is truly astonishing. With regard to such a shocking portal entry at OU, one source said, quote, You could have given me 99 guesses and I wouldn't have landed on Caden. Another said, quote, Something like this, it almost makes you lose faith in people. And Parker continues here. Here's what it comes down to. Either one, another school has coaxed Green away from Oklahoma with a prodigious amount of money, which is the consensus belief among sources I've already spoken with. Or two, there is an entirely different side of the story that is yet to go told. I would love to hear the latter, blah, 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 blah. So that's basically the long and the short of it there. So people at Oklahoma are shocked, stunned, and hurt that Caden Green has entered the transfer portal. Well, to a couple a couple of comments here. Number one, the fact that something like this, it almost makes you lose faith in people is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I mean, really, are we honestly still naive now? What? This is 
season three of the portal for all intents and purposes let's not be so ridiculously naive at this point oh my god it makes me lose faith in humanity settle down Oklahoma people it's gonna be okay I think you guys will still win a few ball games in the SEC but I guess we'll just have to see down the road now as to the more serious part of the matter I guess again Parker Toon says here's what it comes down to either one a school coaxed him away with money or there's an entirely different side of the story that we haven't heard yet less to the part of oh my god some school coaxed Caden Green away from Oklahoma with a big name image and likeness offer well if that's a big problem for you at Oklahoma I don't know that I don't have a lot of sympathy for that particular argument you guys realize that the the Ronald Dupree 30 for 30 that thing did air on national television on ESPN we are aware that Oklahoma has pulled some fast ones over the years so guess what you guys are in the SEC now in the new world of NIL the portal the whole deal this is big boy football now and you have real competition this isn't the old days of the big red machine and Nebraska and Oklahoma just dominating the old big eight and being the only ones willing to cheat while teams like Missouri in the 1990s were saying, hey, we're going to have high academic standards. Nice call there by the Missouri administration, nearly murdering the football program when I was a young child. But you know what? Again, for Oklahoma to sit here and cry about money being thrown around is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. And number two, if you don't like the new world that we're living in, that's fine and dandy. But just as Missouri, again, found out in the 90s, as I alluded to, if you're not going to lower your academic standards like everybody else had started to at the time, well, you're inevitably going to fall behind. So Oklahoma, either pay up or get at the back of the line of the SEC, I guess. I don't want to hear any crying from you all. I really don't. And while Parker Thune, Parker Tune, whatever it is, however you pronounce his name, old Parker, he didn't he didn't mention anything about Missouri in his piece, but a lot of Oklahoma fans have immediately jumped to the conclusion that Missouri is the big player here after Caden Green. Whether or not that's true, well, we'll see here probably in the coming days and weeks. But you know what? I want to talk a little bit more about Caden Green and his prospects, the whole situation here. But first, I want to tell you about FanDuel because... As the weather gets colder this time of year, and boy, it really hasn't gotten that cold lately, but you know what? I'm going to continue the theme of the copy anyway. As the weather gets colder, the NFL season stays hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, well, there's no better time to get in on the action right here before bowl season, before the NFL playoffs get started. And you know what? Just an interesting note here. Of course, Missouri is still a two-and-a-half-point favorite. If you click on more wagers, though, some more options. If you think the Tigers are going to win by 1 to 13 points, that's plus 175. If you think the Tigers are going to blow out Ohio State by 14 or more, well, that is plus 320. But no matter what you're into, visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. It's FanDuel official partner of the NFL. 
Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. And for your second listen, go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. That's Locked On Sports today on YouTube. And you know what? Let's talk a little bit more about Caden Green and to Parker Thune Tunes' idea that, well, there's only two options. Number one, a big old dump truck of money was driven to Caden Green's house, or number two, infinity. <laughs> Essentially, any other possibility that I haven't thought of. So, you know what? I'm going to pick a possibility out of infinity as well and say, I don't know. Maybe Caden Green just simply wants to play left tackle instead of left guard. I'm not going to pretend like I know all the ins and outs of the Oklahoma offensive line depth, but obviously the Sooners have been excellent at developing and finding offensive linemen for years now, so perhaps there's a young man who's clogging the way there for Caden Green at left tackle. Again, he played the lion's share of his snaps were at left guard last year. He definitely played tackle in high school. Perhaps he wants to play tackle somewhere else, like perhaps the University of Missouri, where Javon Foster is going to be departing and leaving a really important hole in that Missouri offensive line. Maybe Caden Green fills it. Maybe he doesn't. According to Power Mizzou's Gabe DeArmond, it sounds like Missouri has a really good chance, although Colorado, Coach Prime, he's been very open in his desire to get some linemen in the portal, and it sounds like Oregon and their rather large Nike war chest of money is going to be coming calling as well. So hopefully the geography there, again, Caden Green grew up in Oklahoma, ultimately settled in Lee Summit, Missouri for high school, Hopefully the proximity there will help Missouri, though clearly the Tigers are pretty big players right now in name, image, and likeness. So a tip of the cap to all of you people and your big bucks behind the scenes. As a fan, I truly do appreciate it. But I do have to say it is amusing to see Oklahoma fans online just reflexively now immediately coming to the conclusion that they need to blame Missouri for everything now after will after Missouri came in and stole as I think Parker Thune Tune would say came in and stole old Williams Winery out from under the Sooners nose well Old Parker's been hoping that he's been kind of staking a lot of a lot of claims and a lot of his reputation on he thinks Winery is going to flip. At this point, every indication, including from Winery's own Twitter feed, is that is absolutely not going to happen. As as soon as the last month or so, Winery basically laughed at the idea that he was going to flip to Oklahoma from Missouri and go anywhere other than Missouri. He thought that that was amusing. Frankly, after a 10-2 and season by the Tigers that I'm sure even he didn't see coming, why would you want to flip from Missouri at this point if you're Williams Winery? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I was amused to see that immediately a lot of Oklahoma fans online were going, damn it, Missouri's tampering and all that stuff. I'm sure Missouri is going to be interested in Caden Green as they were during his high school recruiting process. But to say that that's all wrapped up, it seems like that's jumping the gun a bit to me at this point. Now, as for the rest of the transfer portal market, I would expect that Missouri will probably add another running back in addition to Marcus Carroll of Georgia State, who I talked about 
in the last couple days or so. But for the people who are thinking maybe Trevor Etienne of Florida, that running back is still a possibility. I just personally, again, no inside information here, just putting two and two together and using basic logic. It just doesn't seem like with Marcus Carroll in the fold that Trevor Etienne is going to be an option. If you were him, would you want to split carries with Marcus Carroll. And if you were Marcus Carroll and you thought, oh, Trevor Etienne might be coming in, do I necessarily want to sign with Missouri? Because while Missouri's obviously a desirable destination, I think, for just about any running back in the portal, at the same time, Eli Drinkwitz has shown over and over again that he likes to just run with run one running back for all intents and purposes. It was Cody Schrader the past two seasons. Of course, Nate Pete had some action the previous season. It was all Schrader this year. Previous to that, it was all Tyler Beatty, all Larry Roundtree the year before that, and, and whoever App State's lead running back was in 2019 that young man got 90% of the action there as well. So, And on top of that, just in terms of name, image, and likeness funds, obviously while there is no salary cap or luxury tax or any type of, of mechanics like that that exist in the NFL, for instance, at the same time, there has to be a reality at some point of people running out of their actual money that they have, the, the, their actual budget for name, image, and likeness. I just wouldn't think you'd want to spend an incredible amount at the running back position when you still have a lot a lot of hill a lot of holes to fill at left tackle for instance uh, a pass rusher an interior defensive lineman you may even want to add another cornerback or safety too so plenty of options there to to spend your resources with in the portal i just wonder if adding another running back that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me so i would say the odds of missouri still pursuing trevor etn at this point are really slim and none and coming up, a little bit more portal talk. A lot of that this time of year, huh? No doubt about that. Well, get used to it, baby. That's the new world of college football. But you know what? Interestingly, I think Daniel Kalen, a kid who, a quarterback actually, who was committed to Missouri at one time, is actually maybe a decent cautionary tale for quarterbacks who are on the bench right now, guys like Sam Horn of Missouri. So let's talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And as I've said before, when you find that right candidate, it's the greatest trade you're ever going to make. Even better than stealing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that type of deal. But seriously, LinkedIn knows that when you're a small business owner, you're wearing so many hats, you have so many responsibilities, you might not have the time or resources to make the right hire. Well, thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Another reason I find the transfer portal more fun to talk about these days than the high school recruiting, among several reasons, is that, well, when guys announce that they're transferring, that tends to stick 99% of the time, unlike high school commitments, which are, well, a little bit tenuous, a lot more tenuous, that's for sure, and on shakier ground. For instance, Daniel Kalen, a quarterback from the state of Nebraska, oh, a year or so ago, I definitely did an entire podcast, or at least certainly an entire lead segment Breaking down Daniel Kalen, why I thought he was a good prospect. Even did another segment with Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting expert, talking about Kalen, only for him to ultimately decommit from Missouri maybe a month or two later. But here's the thing. You can't really blame the kid for decommitting from Missouri because in this particular case, well, he's a kid from the state of Nebraska, grew up a Cornhusker fan, and when Dylan Rayola, who was a guy, a a Husker legacy, his father played at Nebraska, when they thought they were going to get one of the top, top recruits in the country at the quarterback position, it was natural that they were kind of saying to Daniel Kalen, "Well, we're gonna we'll make you wait and see here." Well, Riola ultimately spurned his father's Huskers, signed with the Georgia Bulldogs, and then, well, when that happened, Kalen said, "Whoops, sorry, Missouri, Nebraska has a spot now. I'm gonna go sign with the Huskers," which is exactly what happened. But the reason this is somewhat of a cautionary tale, and again, I say somewhat because it's hard to really blame. Daniel Kalen for what happened in this particular case because he's trying to make sure he's got a spot at an SEC school a power five school a backup option at the very least but he wants to go to Nebraska if if I were in his spot and I were a, a huge quarterback prospect and not a well I guess huge would have been the wrong way to look at it I guess then then Nebraska would have definitely taken him a a marginal I guess maybe three-star kind of quarterback prospect and Missouri was kind of taking a wait and see mode with me well I guess I would wait around and see if they might actually take me and probably jump at the opportunity so I understand that but at the same time why it is cautionary is that at the quarterback position it's very natural to try to get your perfect spot to try to get a spot where it seems obvious that okay I'm the one at this position who is set up to be the next starter or at the very least I'm going to have every opportunity in the world to compete for a starting job say by the time I'm a sophomore or whatever it might be But obviously, in the new world of the transfer portal, well, a quarterback, it's now less important to develop quarterbacks, quite honestly. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still important to develop quarterbacks. It's a lot better if you can develop a quarterback than not. But at the same time, what if somebody else, another program, develops your quarterback for you at the lower level and you can just poach them to an SEC school like Missouri or, or a Big Ten school like Nebraska. That is much more of a possibility now. Or even guys transferring within the SEC and within big-time power conference schools. We've seen this over and over again, of course, with Michael Penix of Washington, Bo Nix of Oregon as just two really prominent examples from this season. So my point is, if you're Sam Horn and you're thinking, darn it, I was thinking I was going to be starting maybe by the year 2024, and right now, obviously Brady Cook is your entrenched starter next season for Missouri. So Sam Horn is going to be 
a red shirt sophomore, right? He'll be a red shirt sophomore next season. So he'll be a red shirt junior by the time he has a chance to start. So really just two years, essentially, if he's going to start playing football. Obviously, Horn has the baseball factor to consider as well. So he's a bit of a unique a unique example for this case. But my point is, if Sam Horn thinks, hey, I'm just going to go transfer to another Power 5 school and have an obvious chance to start, well, I think that's not necessarily the case. I think he would have a chance to compete at a number of different spots. But just the idea that, well, you're the surefire starter, I don't think that kind of situation really really exists anymore in a, in a, in a world where guys can transfer in immediately and not have to sit out. You're much more at the mercy you're much more at the mercy of your coaching staff's whims than you used to be as a quarterback. So to me, that's just another factor here why Sam Horn, it seems like he's probably going to be sticking around at Missouri for the foreseeable future, but who knows? We shall see. And thanks as always for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. And for your second listen, once again, check out Locked On Sports today over on YouTube, the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. Check it out, Locked On Sports today. So until next time, I am John Miller, and thanks again for listening to Locked On Mizzou.